Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We ignore the warning signs. We disregard the symptoms. Everything is fine. No problems. We don't want there to be. But there are. That pain in your body, that pang of guilt, that gnawing conscience, that fear are signs that something's not right. We can ignore the signs, we often do, but that doesn't make the problem go away. It'll clear up by itself, we think. We'll deal with it later. But maybe there won't be a later. What then? We had a chance. We chose not to take it. The fault is our own. If we'd caught it in the early stages, we could have, we might have. But now... The people of Israel did not go to Dr. Jeremiah. They thought everything was fine. So he made a house call. Dr. Jeremiah has taken the spiritual temperature of Jerusalem and it is not good. They are sick. He knows the medicine they need. But they do not want it. They do not want to turn from their reckless behavior that is endangering their lives. So like any good doctor, Jeremiah tells them, quit smoking, eat right, and exercise. Quit smoking incense to foreign gods. Stop eating the food sacrificed to idols and exercise yourselves in repentance. Get healthy spiritually before it is too late. But no, Jeremiah, we're not going to change. Everything is fine. It's you who need to change your message. But everything was not fine. Israel's denial did not make the problem go away. It made it worse. Their disease progressed their false worship, false gods, and wickedness metastasized. The people did not repent. So God kept his word. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed and the temple leveled. So now, how about you? What are the warning signs, the symptoms that your life is not okay? Everything is not all right. Are you bored with God's word? Think it irrelevant or disagree with it. Are your prayers infrequent and empty? 
Are you dissatisfied with God? Are you falling into the same sins over and over? Is it metastasizing in your life? How is it with you? We don't want to believe that there's anything wrong with us physically. We don't want to believe that there's anything wrong with us spiritually. We can ignore the signs and symptoms, deny them. But it is not good to do so. So Dr. Jeremiah is making a house call to us this Lent. Calling us to repent and receive the medicine we need. The medicine our Lord has here for us. The people of Jerusalem didn't want to hear it though. They instead wanted to deplatform Jeremiah, censor him, ban him. He had to go, and by death, if necessary. But Jeremiah wouldn't change his tune to save his life. Instead, he says, I am in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For in truth, the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. Well, it turns out they did not kill Jeremiah. But Jeremiah's words did come true for another prophet. One who came after him and was greater than him. They took him in their hands and did what seemed good and right to them. They crucified him and brought his innocent blood upon themselves. But what men intend for evil, God uses for good. For that innocent blood shed by evil men, God now uses to save. That innocent blood on us washes us clean from our death-causing sin. And now this is the word spoken into our ears. That we repent of our role in the shedding of his blood. Repent of our sins that put him there. And believe and rejoice in how his blood now raises us to a new life. With bodies no longer given to sin. But now temples. Temples of the Holy Spirit. To do that, to bring such good out of evil, that's the power Paul was talking about in his letter to the Philippian Christians. The power that enables Jesus to subdue all things to himself. The power that will transform our lowly bodies, our sin-diseased and dying bodies, to be like his glorious body. It is the power of Jesus' death and resurrection. 
the power of His blood shed on the cross and now poured on us in baptism and poured into our mouths in His supper. That innocent blood on us and in us is the medicine we need. The healing and new life we need. So that we no longer walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. No longer live just to satisfy our own bellies, urges and desires. No longer live with our minds just set on earthly things. If you see that in yourself, how what you want, not what God wants, is most important. How your mind is set on earthly things, not heavenly things, things that will not last instead of things that will. If what used to ping your conscience and bring you shame does so no longer, you can ignore those warning signs. Those symptoms. But to what end? Paul says their end is destruction. Just as happened to the people of Jerusalem when their city was destroyed and the temple leveled. Dr. Jeremiah warned them. Dr. Paul is warning us. Don't wait. Repent. Receive the medicine Jesus has for you. For that's what Jesus wants. He doesn't want to ruin your life and stop you from having any fun. He simply wants to give you life. Life now that is free from the oppression of sin and bondage to sin. Free from your urges and desires controlling you and what you do. Free from having to bend your knee to the world and its agenda. Free from having to find your value and acceptance from a fickle and ever-changing world. Free from having to prove yourself. For those things don't give you life, they sap you of life. They don't wear, they don't build you up, they wear you down. They don't heal you of your sickness. They make it worse. How different Jesus. Who says, you don't have to prove yourself to me. I already know who you are. A dirty, rotten sinner. But I came to take those dirty, rotten sins away from you and set you free from them. That's how much you're worth. That's how valuable you are. I shed my innocent blood for your guilty blood. I trade my life for yours. I die that you may live. That's what Jesus was yearning for that day when he was overlooking Jerusalem that we heard about in St. Luke. Like a mother hen, he wanted just to gather them and protect them and shield them and provide for them and give them life. But like Dr. Jeremiah, they don't like what he says. The Pharisees especially. They'd been plotting against him for some time. This day, they invoke King Herod. Maybe that'll spook Jesus. 
He did, after all, imprison and then behead John the Baptist. And he's coming for you next, Jesus. He wasn't really. We read that Herod was perplexed by Jesus, thought he was maybe maybe channeling John or Elijah or one of the prophets of old. He wanted to see Jesus. And after Jesus was arrested and Pilate sent him to Herod, Herod was delighted. But Jesus wasn't afraid of him anyway, or any man. As he said, no one takes his life. He lays it down of his own accord. He would give his life for the life of the world. He knew that day was coming. It's why he came. And no fox in the hen house was going to change that or make him abandon you. He was going to finish what he started. He was going to finish his course. He will cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day he will finish. The third day he will rise from the dead. And finish his course that he blazed for us through death to life again. For he came to give us life. Life now, life from the dead, and life forever. And because of that, as St. Paul said, our citizenship is in heaven. That's our home. That's where we belong. Your baptism certificate, your citizenship papers. You belong there. You belong to him And so Jesus is coming again to take you there. And when he does, we will see him and be among those who say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Which actually we're going to say today in the liturgy. Because Jesus comes for us today giving us his forgiveness, speaking to us his word, and feeding us with his body and blood. And as he does, and we see him with the eyes of faith, we welcome him with these words. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And we eat and drink his forgiveness, life, and salvation. His forgiveness for our sins, his life for our death, his salvation for our condemnation. He takes all the bad from us and gives all the good to us so that we can live. So this season of Lent, well, it's kind of like your yearly spiritual physical. We're sick with sins. The the warning signs and the symptoms are there. The doctor has the medicine we need. You can ignore it and die. Or you can repent and live. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh, St. Athanasius, St. Athanasius. Find your life and health under the outstretched arms 
of your Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.